The following may contain language and material not suitable for sensitive audiences like parents. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Mom of None, the Not for Parents podcast, a safe space where dinks and sinks are celebrated, not shamed, for their choice not to have children. What are dinks and sinks? Double income and single income individuals with no kids. I am your host, Tamiko, mom of none, child free by choice, and a proud dink. Welcome to episode 19. On today's episode, I chat with Donna Hendricks, lifestyle influencer and founder of Extra Is My Ordinary. All of her social media handles will be in the show notes. Donna is a mom of one and stepmom of one. So why is she on Mom of None, the Not For Parents podcast? Donna and her husband decided not to have children within their marriage. We talk about that decision, her views on the mommy mafia, and the child-free spaces her and her husband have in their relationship. Let's get to the episode. Hey, Donna, welcome to Mom of None, the Not for Parents podcast. Hi, Tamiko. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I know. Thank you so much for being a guest. Um, so, you know, I had spoken to you before, and originally I had said that um, I didn't want to add parents cast. And But after speaking with you and reading some of your blog posts, I thought, wow, this is a parent that I would actually want to have on my podcast. So thank you so much for agreeing to be a guest. Well, I'm so honored. Thank you. Because, you know, you tried to shut us out, okay? <laughs> yes, I do. I do try to shut the parents out. So, But you do give a different perspective, which I do, you know, appreciate. Yeah, and I've always so, really um, liked that about you. Uh, you are extremely open-minded. And so I welcome the opportunity to share my um, perspective with your community. Oh, perfect. So um, I came up with a few questions for you. And um, since you are a parent on the Not For Parents podcast, mm -hmm. um, was there an expectation for you to have children um, based on uh, family values and traditions? And, and we have to say that Donna has one daughter. Yes, I have one beautiful daughter and I have a stepson. So, okay. yep, because we're a blended family. So what I'll say yes. there is that's a really um, good question because... I never felt the expectation to have children until I got married to my husband. So when I had my daughter, I was not married. And prior to that, I had not, you know, no one ever, I was young, you know, I was around, I was 20 years old. So no one had, you know, pressured me or asked or anything. And then when I had my daughter, of course, she was, you know, accepted with open arms into my family and, and our lives. And then when my husband and I got married, child at the wedding at the wedding <laughs> at the wedding <laughs> they came out you know out the woodworks like okay you know of course you know my parents and his mom were champions for more grandchildren um you know there were other family members there referencing that and it's really interesting because they had never expressed that before <laughs> you know we, mm. so at our wedding it was like wow oh like get to it we want some grandbabies <laughs> and you guys are gonna have some more children and all of this 
the, all the expectations just came flooding on us. And myself, my husband and I, we talked about it and we already knew that we, <laughs> we had decided not gonna... to have any more children. So it was kind of oh like, uh, that's awkward. <laughs> yes, I can imagine at the wedding. Mm -hmm. um, have they fully accepted your decision now? I think so. You know, so okay. here's the thing. It's really interesting because I remember saying, so ever since the wedding up until a certain point, many people, you know, would ask friends, family members, people who don't know me well, acquaintances, <laughs> just everybody always asked that. And I just remember at one point saying, I just want to arrive at the age where people stop asking me if I'm going to have mm -hmm. another child. Cause I'm like, mm -hmm. and now they don't. So I'm 40 years old. I just turned 40 this year. Um, okay. No, it was last year, the end of last year. Oh. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and so now no one asks me anymore. So I guess they got the point at this you know, stage. Right. Right. And it's unfortunate that, you know, a lot of us in the child free world, like we do wait for that age when people stop asking mm. and, you know, because you always have to combat it like yeah. so much, so much. And it's like, if you like, okay, do you see all the gray hair? Stop yes. asking me now, <laughs> you know? So, you know, that's, it's just crazy. It is. So you're, you and your husband both have children from previous relationships. Mm -hmm. So talk about your decision not to have children within your marriage. Yeah. So I don't know. It's really, I was very um, shocked, not shocked, but I guess maybe shocked in a good way that mm -hmm. when I did, you know, when it did come up between my husband and I, or, you know, then boyfriend and fiance, mm -hmm. that um, he expressed that he didn't want to have any more children. Because of course, you know, you never know how someone stands on that. And my husband right. is 10 years older than I am. Okay. So when we met, you know, I was in my um, mid twenties and then, so he was in his mid thirties. So I, I okay. think that in his mind, he had kind of passed that stage of, you know, wanting to have more children based on his okay. age. And then um, I just felt like I was past that stage based on the fact that I didn't feel, I didn't have the desire to want a child. So I know that I've heard many people you know, um, share like, oh my gosh, I have baby fever and I want to have a child. And I'm sure it's a wonderful feeling, but it's a feeling that mm -hmm. I never felt. <laughs> so right. I right. didn't, you know, so until I feel that and I have a desire, it's not something like, okay, I'm going to put it on my calendar. I'm going to have, you know, one more child. And then I'm going to, mm -hmm. what's the purpose? I just didn't know the purpose of having another child if it wasn't a feeling that I had. So you know, I shared that with him and I said, well, I don't really feel like I want to have any more children. Um, I said, perhaps that could change. But as it is right now, you know, back then, I'm like, that's how it feels. Mm -hmm. And the feeling just the st stayed or the lack of the feeling, you know, just stayed. With me. Right, right. And so we talked a little bit about the, you know, the reactions of people kind of at your wedding, mm -hmm. kind of like assuming that you guys would mm -hmm. have, um, would have children. So um, prior to, you know, you reaching the age where people are kind of, you know, understanding that you're not going to have any children, what was the reaction kind of right after you guys got married? Like, you know, and, and you, and you didn't have children where people were just like, are you okay? Well, yeah, that's a good question. So, you know, so, you know, Tamika, you know me fairly well, so I don't really yes. give off that you're going to pressure me to do anything. Right. Right. So, you know, you express yourself once or twice and no, actually no one has um, really, you know, kind of asked us, they mentioned it, 
but then that's it. Mm-hmm. So we didn't feel like anyone was hounding us or we need to dodge, you know, a certain family member or friend because it would okay. come up. I think that, you know, people would kind of test it out by jokingly say things. And then mm-hmm. I always have a comeback. So, you know, right. I, I remember at one point I was saying, well, how do you know I can? Right. Because yeah. I think it's just quite inappropriate that you just assume that every woman can bear a healthy baby and it's so this easy to just like pop out a child. So I, I thought that, that exactly. was very insensitive. Luckily, as far as I know, you know, I didn't have a problem mm-hmm. um, conceiving, but it could have been right. a problem for me. Right. And, and right. that could have been an, a reason why that I didn't want to share, you know. And this is true because there are couples who have, um, who have a child or women who have one child and then do have um, issues after that. Yeah. And people forget, people think that just because you have one kid, like you could just automatically have like a kid after kid. Yeah. And and lucky for them, perhaps that's a little bit of privilege for them. Like maybe it was easy Mm. for them. So they assume that, Mm -hmm. but I remember that I never really even knew that because um, again, I was a young mom and having a child Mm -hmm. wasn't really on my radar per se. And um, okay. and shortly after that, I started working at an OBGYN office. And it wasn't until then when I realized how many complications a pregnant woman mm-hmm. could have. And it really is a miracle <laughs> almost yeah. to have a healthy baby, you know? And I don't yeah. think a lot of people take that into consideration when they just are willy-nilly assuming that every woman can bear a child. Right. Exactly. I don't know. There are commercials now, um, for, particularly for March of Dimes, mm. who um, talk about how Black women um, have a greater yes. risk during their pregnancies mm-hmm. to survive pregnancy. Yes. You know, like that. And that's, you know, that's something to really take into consideration that people don't. And I really wish that, you know, like by this podcast and by conversations that I have with people that, you know, I really get to people to understand like, don't ask those questions. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not an appropriate question for you to and ask. It's, I agree with that. And, and that's such a good point that I honestly, you know, based on now, you know, it's getting greater attention, that point that Black women do um, have stand a greater chance to die in childbirth and have complications. But I never knew that. And that's new information. Right. And I also, right. <clears throat> I also wish that people would um, really take the time to analyze why are you asking someone to have a child? Mm-hmm. What does it do for you? You know what I mean? Is it just, kind of, you know, <laughs> right. I, I really want to know that because it would be some people, of, of course, outside of parents and, you know, they would be the grandparents. Mm-hmm. I get that. And, you know, luckily his parents are amazing. My parents are amazing. Um, my father mm-hmm. has passed since, but I knew that they would help mm-hmm. and they help with my, my, you know, my daughter. But for people mm-hmm. who don't know us, don't see us on a regular basis, aren't family, what do you get from me bearing a child? You right. know, I, I really want to know right. that because I really don't care right. who has a child and who doesn't. I really don't care. Right. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Right. Neither do it doesn't I. Matter. Neither do I. I find myself, and this is like a little bit off topic, but I find myself when people um, tell me that they're, you know, that they're pregnant and they're expecting, like my immediate, immediate answer is always, why? Oh gosh. And then I go, oh, wait. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to say that out loud. Like, Tabika, that's hilarious. I know. It's so bad. It's so bad that I do that. And then I take it back and I go, oh, man, I'm sorry. Oh, wait, I was supposed to say that. That's that's projection. Right. 
<laughs> so I guess because I've been so scorned by people just asking me inappropriate questions, I feel like I want to give it back to Got everybody. It. Like, you know, whatever. No. So if you have multiple kids, I go, again? Like, why so many? You know, so it's yeah. like, like things like that. But that's my own issues. I'm Got it. Okay. <laughs> so I love that people <laughs> desire to have children. And I'm always excited, right. you know, at least for people in my circle mm-hmm. who I know personally. Um, I think that mm-hmm. everyone who I do know and interact with would make an amazing um, parent. So I'm excited mm-hmm. for that, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't bring me any less joy if you decide right. to, you know, waive that right <laughs> or that right gets taken exactly. away from you because of medical reasons. Right. You know, you're still an amazing individual right. and you're still extraordinary. Exactly. You're still going to have impact in the world. Exactly. Exactly. So are there any child-free spaces within your relationship? So like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) so not really. So in my relationship, I like the way you frame that. So really not um, legit places in my house. My, you know, our daughter, she's 19 now. So the question Mm -hmm. is kind of obsolete now um, within Mm -hmm. our relationship. But when she was growing up, I do know that I told my husband that after we got married, that I my one wish for our anniversary is that every time we celebrate it every year, that's number one. And number two, mm-hmm. if I see a if I look to my left, right, front, back, and I see a child around, it's not a celebration mm-hmm. of our anniversary. So I wanted right. it to just be my husband and I. It's our thing. And then if we do go somewhere, the pool, the pool is the area where I enjoy not being around children yeah because kids are nasty at the pool (laughs) and it's just i feel like i want to wear my sexy bathing suit i want to you know hug up on my my husband you know (laughs) i want to have some drinks exactly and not have the prying eyes like a a, you know eight-year-old like yeah exactly you know we've all seen that we we have all seen that so um, let's talk about the mommy mafia. So you're familiar with my term, um, the mommy yes. mafia. Um, those are the moms that, um, you know, kind of lose themselves in their children. Um, if you want more information on the mommy mafia, please check out episode two called dealing with the mommy hmm. mafia. Um, so Donna, you are definitely not a mm-hmm. member. So, but what has been your experience with moms who lose themselves in their oh, children? Okay. So. That is one of the things um, that I really tried and strive very hard because I've always seen myself as an individual. Um, And I Mm -hmm. always knew somehow, just I think instinctively, I always knew that it was very unhealthy to just live my life for my daughter, to live my life for my child. And I don't find Mm -hmm. that to be a balanced life. And so really it turns me off. When I do meet parents Mm -hmm. who everything about them, you know, revolves around their child and their children. Um, I do understand that there are circumstances that are different. So, you know, sometimes you have stay at home moms and Mm -hmm. it really, you know, from, I guess, their eight hours or however long, it's really all about their child. But I'm more so talking about mentally that and Mm -hmm. that's what I would really just isolate myself. (laughs) <laughs> from the mommy mafia mm-hmm. so I was right. the, um, a, da- a quote-unquote dance mom right so okay. my daughter dances and then you know she joined the competition team and for any of the dance moms if you ever you know listen to this podcast you know that you're di- you're there at the dance school 
like five days a week, five nights a week. <laughs> so you're mm-hmm. there a lot. And you mm-hmm. know, the moms find an area, you know, chill. Well, I didn't find that area. I didn't look for that area. And I would stay in my <laughs> right. car. Okay. And just, you know, I, I always had things to do. I was in school or, you know, I was a teacher and I would be grading papers and I purposefully made myself have something to do because I did not want to engage in conversation around my surrounding my daughter. Right. I literally, dropped her off there so that you to you know please deal with her for the two hours you know and then I could <laughs> I could do something that I want to do because I don't think it's healthy right. and I didn't like to get caught up in that um another experience that um I had was when she was in fifth grade and she had run for um I think secretary of the student council and um mm-hmm. she in her campaign right she said she would have a fifth grade social so the time came where they wanted to explore this idea and they didn't really include her, but she came back and told me and honey, I said, Oh no, you're going to go to school tomorrow <laughs> and you're going to tell them that this was your idea and that you definitely want to have a hundred percent input in this. Your mom is going to help you and here are your mm-hmm. ideas and what you're going to do. So I didn't realize that they had kind of passed this on to the PTO. And of course, you oh. know, <laughs> Yeah. So that's, it's a little clickish. Okay. The PTO and, and usually for good reason, but sometimes it just isn't received well when you're someone who isn't in the PTO. I was not in the PTO because my work and school schedule didn't allow for that. So, so in mm-hmm. their mind, I was like an outsider, you know? So I rolled right. up at the, you know, at the fifth grade social and honey, Tamiko, as you know, I'm extra. Okay, so, <laughs> you are. <laughs> so it was a, a Hawaiian theme. And I came okay. with the, you know, the lays, the punch mm-hmm. that was garnished yeah. with, you know, oranges and in yeah. the picture. And I mean, there was a whole plan and they, they were kind of like, well, what are you doing? They're not going to want this. Kids just want to run around and play. And I had to literally stop and say, I'm sorry, but it's my, you know, knowledge of children being questioned here, you know, and of course, like no right. one ever wants to be challenged. So mm-hmm. it basically, you know, was like, oh, okay, you know, this is this is how this is gonna go. <laughs> and I proceeded to do my thing, and the children loved it. But it was just that idea that you know, no one else could could do anything like them. They know their children. Right. They knew those group of children. Right. It's like, come on, come on, right. Right. And I completely agree. And that PTO kind of thing, that's like the mommy mafia breeding ground. <laughs> like they are like so many of them. I have friends who are just a part mm-hmm. of it. And I'm just like, why would you want to be in a group like this? Like, it's just, the I group, don't know. I, I, I have feel serious like the issues group with the PTO. Good, but the mentality needs to change. Right. So that right. reminds me of that right. movie. Um, I think Bad Moms. Have you seen that movie? Did you see that movie? I think that's it. Yeah, I think I see that. I saw the first Yeah, one. me too. Yeah. And yeah. there was like a little spoof on, you know, the PTO moms there too. So that's, I felt like that mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So recently you did a blog post um, on your site um, about mother being a fancy term for doing what you got to do. So can you talk a little bit about that, how people kind of have an elevated um, view of like what a mother is and that somehow like you know by you having this motherly title it makes you you know supernatural right okay so I do so the thing is when I um had my daughter I immediately felt like I had become a part of 
an esteemed group. It felt, it definitely felt like a good thing and a positive thing. But I also believe Mm -hmm. that, you know, if you're a mom and all the moms know that there's no rule book, there's no handbook, and really you're just figuring it out as you go. So it's like, Mm -hmm. really it's an esteemed group, but then it's like, that wears off. It's kind of like when you buy a new car and that new car is sent, it's like, great, you're a mom and it's awesome. It's like, okay, wait, now you're in the thick of life here, honey. And you have to figure things out. And so for me, that's the way it felt for me that it was just a fancy term for just, it it literally changed the trajectory of my life. It made me like like, step into gear everything Mm -hmm. you know it just put purpose surrounding everything for me and so for me that's why I felt like it was just a fancy term for me doing what I gotta do okay so have you and your daughter had discussions about the decision to have children like does she feel any pressure you or anyone else that's a good question so actually I always ask my daughter everything I don't assume anything um Mm -hmm. and that's how I raised her I literally raised her as though she is her own person. So, you know, people mm-hmm. would compliment me and say, wow, you did such a good job. And she's this. And I feel and the things that they say, I'm like, I feel that same way about her too. And they're like, no, you had something to do with it. I'm like, I know I did, but I just see her as her own person. So that's how I okay. treat her. And I even, before I could even ask her about having children, I really wanted to know like, okay, well, you know, sexual orientation, you know, mm-hmm. we had that questioning and then do you want to have children? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so she doesn't feel pressure by me. Um, she mm-hmm. knows that where we stand, we welcome grandchildren. But really, mm-hmm. she knows that she can do whatever she wants to do. If she doesn't want to have children, it's fine. If she wants to have children, it's fine. And she knows that I'm not watching any babies. So, Oh, you're not on womb watch? One of my uh, previous guests talked about her mom being on Woolwatch. no <laughs> I you know I love when the kids can start to talk and reason and have some fun but the baby stage mm-hmm. that's really not for me right <laughs> right <laughs> right no that's what you know my husband has um you know godchildren and like if they ever come over to the house um people are like you know, oh, you know, I'm going to bring them over. And he's like, are, are they potty trained? <laughs> Can they ask for what they want to eat? Like, I need them to be like a fully functioning yeah. child before you can bring right. them over here. There's no diaper changing for this one over here. He's like, I don't know how to do that. I don't know what that involves. I need your child to be potty trained and can speak in pretty clear sentences. Right. <laughs> that, that's so- where I, I learned to, to really, um, to, to, to love them more, you know, at that stage. Yeah. Right. Right. So do you have a child-free tip or advice for someone who has a child, but is considering remaining child-free in a new relationship? And then like, I guess maybe expound a little bit on it about like how to, you know, kind of um, have that discussion with, with a new relationship. Yeah. So that's, that's a really good question because I wonder, you know, I don't know a lot of couples like us. I'm, you know, just kind of thinking off the top of my head. And it's like, what would I say? So I think what helped or probably maybe what would have helped with us better is if we had created some words to say between, mm-hmm. between my husband and I. Um, but we didn't really know because, like I said, it kind of came out of nowhere, <laughs> you know, okay. at the wedding. So I would say my advice would be to, tr- to when you're having that discussion, to think about the words that you and your partner would want to say 
to mm-hmm. as a response to people, you know, either questioning or stating um, that you should have children, because I think that that helps for at least for the um, the woman, you know, not to feel isolated. And she knows that both her and her husband or, you know, significant other are on the same accord. Yes. And then right. you had said, I think you asked a part of this question was just to expand on how to bring up that conversation, really. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. for me, I'm pretty direct. So I, whatever I want to mm-hmm. say, you know, just bring it up. You know, just basically, it should just be as though you want to talk about what do you want to do tonight, Netflix and chill. It should be as easy mm-hmm. as that, you know. So what are your thoughts right. on having children? Um, and then I think it's also important to know that even though you might feel that way at that point in your relationship, it could change. I feel like right. luckily... I guess perhaps luckily for us, it didn't change. But I mm-hmm. mean, re- I could have felt like I wanted to have another child. And then I would right. hope that my husband would, you know, accommodate and, and, right. and agree. But, um, but who knows, you know, and that's something that right. you can talk and talk and talk about it. You don't know how you're going to feel under those circumstances, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that goes for both men mm-hmm. and women, like, you know, men, who already have a child who who are choosing not to have any more children um, because a lot of people kind of look at that as like, it's always on the woman, right? Like, you know, Oh, you know, you, you don't want to have any more children when it could be, you know, the man who's just decided, you know, I've had this one kid, this was a great experience Mm -hmm. and I'm kind of Mm -hmm. done with that. So I think it's important, you know, just to kind of open those conversations so that, you know, you're not, you know, further down the line and, you know, one person wants children, one person doesn't, you know, and then it, you know, just makes it harder for everyone, you know, when you're, when you're fully, you know, fully in the relationship. And that's such a really good point Tamiko, because, and, and when you said that, it made me feel bad for a woman who's being asked or being, you know, Mm -hmm. commented on like, when are you going to have children? And then it's her partner who doesn't want to have children. Like she feels terrible. So guys, stop making people feel terrible. (laughs) This is, a, this is someone wrote on exactly someone wrote on Instagram um recently something about like people always ask a woman like you know who doesn't have children like you know how does your husband feel about this and I always have a snarky comeback and I go um he doesn't know I want you to keep it between us and people are just like that would make me bust like, out laughing don't tell him I'm like don't tell him don't tell him shh, shh. Just don't, don't tell them, don't tell them. And because I'm really looking at you like, did you Just really that, think yeah. that we did not have <laughs> this discussion beforehand? Like, why would you think that? Like, I don't, I just don't get that. So um, I had written that on the person's um, like post, <laughs> right? Like, this is what I say. And like a few people commented, they were like, I'm stealing that. <laughs> I am so saying yeah. that the next time someone says that. Because people yes. always assume mm-hmm. that it's you, something that you've done to your mm-hmm. husband. And I'm just like, does he not have a Correct. mind? Yeah, like, it's, that's, a- <laughs> that's very interesting. That is so, so good. I love that. First of all, I would bust out laughing. Yeah. And I think it also <laughs> goes back to creating words to say as well. So, you know, yeah. you feel you are a very empowered woman, right? But you do have some right. women who don't feel as empowered and they feel, and, right. and because of you made a choice, but some women, that choice may right. have been made for them. Made for them. Exactly. Exactly. You don't know what wounds you're opening by asking that Mm -hmm. question, you know, and it's so hard. So I really wish that like, you know, 
if there was one thing that no one ever asked ever again for the entirety of the rest yes. of the world, like don't ever ask a woman like when she's going to um, have children. I support so, that. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So Donna, I want to thank you so much for being a um a guest on the Mom of None Not thank for Parents you. podcast. So I want to give you a chance to let everyone know how to find you. So can you give all your social media things, your blog, everything? Yes. I'll be sure to put it in the okay, show Okay, awesome. Too. Thank you so much. So Tamiko, again, thank you very much for the invitation. I'm honored to be on your platform. And um, again, <laughs> everyone, my name is Donna Hendricks. I am a lifestyle influencer. I have a blog and a platform. It's called Extra Is My Ordinary. And that really comes from the fact that I'm extra. And I've always been told that I was extra. <laughs> and I've em- I embrace... <laughs> that I am extra. But what I also know is that we all have a little bit or a lot of extra in us. And to be quite frankly, we're all extraordinary. And so my platform Mm -hmm. is really geared towards helping individuals to pull out the extra that already lies within them so that they can live their extraordinary life unapologetically. And you can find me on Instagram at stylishdonna1. Or at extra is my ordinary. And my website is www.extraismyordinary.com. Facebook, extra is my ordinary. So I'll be sure to have all of that in the show notes. So in case you didn't write it down, if you're in the car or if you're on your commute. So all of that will be in the show notes. So be sure to go out and follow Donna on all her platforms because she is so fabulous and so very <laughs> extra. So we appreciate her coming on Thank the you. podcast. Cool. Thank Thanks you. Again, Donna. Where to find me on social media? Instagram and Facebook, Mom of None Official. There is also a Facebook group where subscribers can interact with each other about topics discussed on the podcast. Be sure to answer the three questions for entry. Mom of None, the Not For Parents podcast website has launched. Not on Facebook or Instagram, but still want to comment on podcast episodes, head over to momofnone.com. While you're there, check out the swag. Click on the shop link. There's t-shirts, tote bags, mugs, and more. Are you child-free, loving your life, and want to be featured on Mom of None, the Not For Parents podcast? Go to momofnone.com and send me an email. Make sure you put who needs kids in the subject line. Thanks for listening. Do you love Mom of None, the Not For Parents podcast? Give it a five-star review. Subscribe and tell a friend. Until next time, to all the dinks and sinks out there, don't let these parents take away your shine. Live your kid-free life to the fullest. Mm-hmm.